This is Nashville. I'm Nina Cardona, sitting in for your host, Khalil Ekulona. It seems every month a hot new diet emerges that has people buzzing. Folks try it out. The results are a mixed bag. And just as quickly as it appeared, the fad diet fades away, only to be replaced by the next surefire way to lose weight. This is the cycle of our modern diet culture, and the obsession with dieting and thinness affects us all, no matter our body type. But for people with larger bodies, it can be especially damaging and isolating. But there is a new perspective emerging, one that celebrates bodies of all sizes. How are they breaking the stereotypes? What is fat liberation? How do they find joy and community? That's coming up later this hour. But first, it's day three of the special legislative session to address public safety. Joining me now at the latest are This is Nashville producer Char Dastin, WPLN general assignment reporter Rose Gilbert, and WPLN interim news director Tony Gonzalez. Thank you all for being here. Tony, I'd like to start with you. Did anything about today's proceedings stand out to you? Well, yeah, a couple of things. Um, For one, like first thing in the morning, we had this news that a lawsuit had been filed related to the uh, special rules that the House had adopted, in particular, the rule that the public could not hold signs while watching the proceedings in the galleries. Uh, in fact, a woman, in fact, a few people were taken out the day before uh, in some moments that actually caught attention nationwide. The other major thing uh, from the day was just watching the state Senate basically decide that they're they're really not going to play ball with a special session. Some of their committees only lasted a few minutes. And uh, what we heard throughout the day sounded a little bit like this. Without objection, this committee stands adjourned. Uh, We are adjourned. We're adjourned. Yeah, so a lot of banging of the gavel and adjourning those committees. Uh, You know, those committees, they did get together, but then they would table uh, dozens of bills without debate or voting. And then, you know, they would they would finish up what they were doing. Uh, In fact, Rose uh, had a close up view of all of that. She was actually there in the Senate. Yeah, you know, Tony, as you said, a lot of those committee hearing meetings were extremely brief. And the people who came to witness them or to testify were really upset about this. A lot of them were visibly distraught, uh, even crying. At least one mother of a a covenant victim was there and and very upset. Um, After the Senate floor session adjourned, some people actually rolled out a banner and started chanting about how the lawmakers had not accomplished anything. Um, There were some advocates who were trying to hold on to hope. Uh, Sarah Shoup Newman uh, with the Covenant Families Action Fund said they never really expected to get everything they wanted from the session, but hoped that something positive could come out of this for the families. I think it would be really upsetting if we didn't do one thing for them. Um, I will remain hopeful for that. You know, and others I spoke to, especially people who had been around the block a little bit more on gun reform in Tennessee, were pretty jaded about the whole thing. Um, I think it's worth noting that the Senate is a smaller, uh, slightly more sedate body compared to the House, which is bigger, full of newer politicians who are often trying to make a name for themselves. So what we saw was the House continuing to you know, pass kind of flashy bills, having a lot of drama around their committees and the Senate uh, kind of tabling everything and 
kind of go home. Yeah, although that said, the Senate did take some action uh, on a couple of bills. Rose, you're pretty familiar, I think, with the, the I guess, three primary bills that the, the Senate did pass. Yeah, and these didn't really come as a surprise. Uh, there was a first bill that uh, made into law what happened an executive order from the governor. Uh, this would require reporting, more reporting related to how background checks are happening in Tennessee. Uh, The second one had more to do with safe storage. It provided free firearm locks to Tennessee residents upon request. Uh, It also requires department-approved handgun safety courses to contain instruction on the safe storage of firearms. And finally, it uh, makes free retail sale of firearm safe firearm safes and firearm safety devices tax-free. The third bill was kind of a departure from the the theme of gun safety here. Uh, It requires TBI to produce a report about child trafficking. Yeah, so those are the the three bills. And and other than that, if the Senate doesn't take up any of the other measures, that would mean that a lot of the efforts on the House side are going to end up being being moot. You know, a bill has to go through both the House and the Senate to actually become a law. Um, Our politics reporter, Blaze Ganey, caught up with the leader of the Senate. Uh, That's Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. He noted that the Senate isn't officially totally done. Uh, Here's what McNally said. We always can reopen committees, uh, but it's we really hadn't made that decision yet. So he's saying, I guess that there's a chance, but it's also hard to imagine the Senate taking up like any large quantity of bills on the final day. We have heard that there might be one bill about juvenile sentencing that might be of interest. Um, You know, there is another difference that that we were noticing between the House and the Senate this session. Uh, You know, the House is the one that adopted uh, some of those special restrictions on the, the people observing, which those drew a lot of pushback, as well as that lawsuit that we mentioned. Um, but Char, you were there in on the House side like all day. What was it like in those committee rooms? Well, um, unlike Rose's experience, these hearings were very, very long. I spent a lot of time standing on the sidelines in those in those committee rooms, and they were packed. Um, you know, I heard that in previous days there were more pro-gun folks, but today um, almost all the people in the audience were aligned with Moms Demand Action, um, families of of Covenant uh, victims and survivors, um, people aligned with the kind of the common sense gun reform movement. Um, so the House committees that I saw actually are moving bills forward even if they don't have a chance in the Senate. I'm not exactly sure why, maybe for symbolism. I attended a civil justice committee hearing this morning, and they passed a number of bills uh, through their committee, but there was one that was especially contentious. Um, It would allow off-duty police officers and ex-military folks to enter schools um, and without the school's permission, Uh, carry guns to ostensibly protect kids, I guess. During this part of the hearing, Covenant parents testified to the committee. Uh, Rebecca Hansen, who has two kids at Covenant, uh, talked about the police response on the day of the shooting. There were distraction tactics. There were teams. There were multiple officers. Um, Not only did they have extensive training, but what we have been told is that the way that they operated took quite literally an act of God for them to follow that training as perfectly and flawlessly as they did. So she's saying stopping the shooter took training, it took coordination, 
and an act of God, as she said. So an off-duty cop or an ex-military person who just happens to have a gun doesn't necessarily have any of those. But the bill still passed, and when it did, the crowd couldn't contain themselves. It was an emotional moment. People were crying. People were screaming. You heard them chanting their blood um, and people signal singling out specific members saying, hey, you, I'm going to see you at the ballot box. Yeah, the, the emotion there. And I have seen a lot of social media posts about those moments um, today. Char, you also covered the House Education Committee uh, this afternoon, not that long ago. Yeah, uh, it was at 4 p.m., and I think they might still be going, uh, still be wrapping up. I left early to join you. It was a bit more subdued, um, but again, there were a lot of people holding signs, and they passed a bill that would forgive student debt for psychiatrists, counselors, other mental health workers who practice in Tennessee for five years. Um, They passed a bill that would require training for teachers to know what to do when the fire alarm goes off because the fire alarm went off during the Covenant shooting. um, And I guess they can go off during mass shootings. So you don't always want to evacuate. But again, these bills are already tabled in the Senate. So it's hard to imagine them going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing this uh, this contrast between the House and the Senate. And then there's this looming over it um, that the Senate um, you know, is probably going to thwart a lot of these bills. Well, well looking ahead, uh, we do have a full morning of more House committee hearings. Those start at 8 a.m. Thursday. They're supposed to run back to back to back to back until they are done. Um, so we will be watching that. We'll have WPLN reporters there covering it and posting to our live blog and uh, filling our newscasts, as well as the special uh, editions here on This is Nashville. All right. That was This is Nashville producer Char Daston, WPLN general assignment reporter Rose Gilbert, and WPLN interim news director Tony Gonzalez. Thanks again for being with us. You can hear more news from the state capitol during Morning Edition tomorrow. And in the meantime, find more of our reporting on our live blog at WPLN.org. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll learn more about fat liberation and the myths of diet culture. What does fat liberation mean to you? Tell us about your journey by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back.